tax tax, which is always exciting. GST reform. That's a great idea. Um, more efficient tax. Due diligence now. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap, episode 27. My name is Nathan Hewitt, and we're joined by Lisa and Andy. How are we doing, guys? Oh, great, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. It's definitely good to be here. Now, for this week's podcast, we're talking about something that I guess everyone is talking about at the moment. It's certainly dominating the uh, the headlines and the airwaves when we're talking about the, the tax and super, especially in the wake of the budget. Um, the instant asset write-off, the $20,000 instant asset write-off scheme. Now... There are a lot of sort of uh, myths circulating around this particular uh, golden egg, you could say, from the budget. And basically what we want to do this morning or this afternoon is just sort of debunk these myths, uh, define exactly what it is, and make sure that our members and listeners are aware that when they uh, use this tax benefit, I guess you could say, that they know exactly what they can and can't do and exactly what's required. So first of all, Andy... Uh, what is it? What are we talking about here? Yeah, the $20,000 immediate write-off, uh, Nathan, was announced on budget night by the Treasurer. It was part of his have-a-go budget. <laughs> and basically, um, it is a uh, twenty thousand less than $20,000 deduction for your capital purchases. Uh, so things such as, you know, you might need a new coffee machine or a new car. If it's less than $20,000, then you can obtain an immediate deduction, provided that you satisfy the definition, uh, special definition of a small business. Now... Things for people to note at home is that it is temporary, so it will apply from budget night until the 30th of June 2017. It can also, Nathan, uh, interestingly apply to small business pool balances of less than $20,000. So if you're a pre-existing small business entity and you are uh, you do have a small business pool, you can write that off if the pool balance is less than $20,000. But Fantastic. we'll put that to the we'll put that to one side because today it's all about whether you can get it for your immediate asset purchases. Absolutely. Now, the other thing to also note, Nathan, is that um, it does apply to uh, a small business entity. Now, that's a very specific definition in tax law. Um, Firstly, you must be carrying on a business. And secondly, your aggregated turnover for the relevant period must be less than $2 million. So, and that in itself is a very complex definition. I won't mm. go through it today, but that's just a few things for people at home to note that it is for entities uh, with turnover of less than $2 million. So you absolutely know straight away if your aggregated turnover is more than $2 million that you just don't qualify. That's, yep, that's yep, correct. That's the first takeaway point. Potential provisions. Okay. Yep, exactly. So I guess the next question is obviously... Uh, is this so? You said it applies from budget night, seven thirty PM on budget night. Is it actually enshrined in law? Uh, short answer to that is no, Nathan. Um, we'll need to go through all the normal uh, parliamentary process of okay. you know having a bill and that bill going through uh, both houses of parliament. So all we can do now is actually speculate as to how these measures will work. Um, they are very similar to the existing measures. Uh, in the law which allows an immediate deduction for assets costing less than $1,000. So, um, it's just that the government has bumped that up to $20,000. So um, the ATO um, has gone onto the front foot, Nathan, and released some guidance on its website, some general guidance on its website in terms of uh, how it anticipates the, the law will work. Unfortunately, the tax office is a little bit hamstrung to that effect because there is no uh, draft law uh, to be seen anywhere yet. So we do anticipate that um, we will see some some law within the next month or two, but at this stage, it's a question of wait and see. 
Yeah, so the ATO can only um, sort of have a guide of what could potentially be there. So if you think about it, it's the Treasury that's making the law, like the government's making mm -hmm. the law, and the ATO is just the police that upholds it and has an interpretation on it. So that's the reason that they're giving their, their best guess at the moment. And Nathan, it's not unusual to do this, what they call legislation by press release. Mm -hmm. There's a number of different tax laws that have come through where it's some date in May on some year and everyone goes, what's the significance of that? And it's always budget night. Okay. So it's quite, quite um, uh, reasonable to enact law this way. So that's the way that it, it's worked through. So on budget night, when Joe Hockey gave his speech, he said that uh, these, this asset write-off thing would be available from 7.30pm on budget night. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't get passed by parliament, if it doesn't actually become a law, doesn't that get a little bit tricky? Like, What's the deal with that? How can he, how can he say that it's come into force but or effectively say it's come into it's, force. But it's then... so interesting, Nathan, because they're the questions that we're getting on the helpline as well. You know, what happens? You know, is it in yeah. law or whatever like that? And so I know, I mean, I was sitting with you on budget night and when we heard it was $20,000, I think we all went yippee. Yeah, it was we a jumped lot... to the keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Quick yeah. tweet, tweet, tweet. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. we thought it was, you know, a lot more than what we had anticipated. Yep. Um, so, and, and it's also difficult as well with this strange mosaic of activity and different complement. We've got it in the upper house at the moment with the Palmer United Party and independence and things like that. It's got to get through that upper house as well. So mm -hmm. I think um, the way that it's gone is this have a go budget is like if people start spending, you know, the, the other parties wouldn't even dream of knocking it back as yeah, I think what yeah. they're anticipating. So I think that's why Joe was so gung-ho, so to speak, okay. on budget night. So say that it doesn't, what happens then? Yeah, basically, Nathan, um, if it doesn't go through, your asset purchases, let's say you purchase, purchase an asset for $10,000, rather than being an immediate deduction, it'll go straight into your small business pool if you're a small business entity, and uh, you will claim that at with the current rate, which is 15% for the first year and 30% uh, for subsequent years on a diminishing value basis. So, so that's the difference. If you chose not, to, if these measures don't get through, I mean, we don't necessarily see it not going through, but people should be aware that that is one of the consequences if it doesn't get through. Okay, most importantly now, the myths surrounding this scheme, because we don't want people to make the wrong decisions. We want them to be the most informed that they can be. Um, and there's a lot being said by people who aren't tax specialists. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, we were having a joke the other day about some used car sales or, you know, even new car sales lots, they're sort of trying to, to cash in on this new thing. They say, oh, don't worry. They're presenting this uh, this instant write-off as though it was like a cash bonus. Like, that's kind of the way that it's perceived. And that is a little bit dangerous. So let's talk about some of these myths. Okay. First things first, this is only a deduction, Nathan. It, it is not a, a cash handout, nor is it an investment allowance. So, for example, if you were on an effective tax rate of 30% as a, for example, as a sole trader, and you purchase a, you know, you purchase a piece of equipment for ten thousand dollars. The tax saving there to you is uh, is three thousand because you're on a thirty percent effective tax rate. So that's three thousand dollars in your pocket up front mm -hmm. uh, that you can put towards your business. So that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about you know massive cash handouts. It's just a, a deduction through the tax system that you you do, uh, that you can collect once you lodge your tax return. Do you think it's a real concern that people actually think that it's a cash bonus? Is that something that you've seen reflected anywhere, or are people generally savvy to the fact that it is a deduction? I think out there, out there in the marketplace, it's you know yeah, the public, you know, they they need to be informed about this. So there are a lot of misconceptions out there. I think Nathan, people, you know, who aren't familiar with the way that the law work might 
uh, misconstrue how this works. So, you know, it's our job here uh, at Tax Phase Australia to keep people informed about um, uh, about these particular measures. Absolutely. Now, vehicle trade-ins. What's the go with vehicle trade-ins and the yeah. instant asset write-off scheme? Now, our, our members out there have been great. They've let us know that. Let's say, Nathan, that you you've um, you've looked at this nice car. It's twenty-five thousand dollars. You know, you've got your heart set on it. You want to use it in your business and. You've already got a pre-existing car, and the dealers said to you, Nathan, I can tr- you can trade in that car for for six thousand dollars. So your changeover is actually nineteen thousand dollars. So you go beauty, nineteen thousand dollars. I can you know go down and cl- claim that immediate claim that as an immediate write-off. Well, based on the current law and how we see it, Nathan, um, we don't believe that you'll be entitled to claim that nineteen thousand dollars as an immediate write-off. The the way that the law is constructed at the moment tells us that the value of that vehicle is still $25,000, made up of $19,000 cash, plus $6,000 of a non-cash benefit, in this case being your trade-in. So so there are some misconceptions out there that you can claim that $19,000. At this stage, from what we've seen with the current law, we haven't seen any of the new law yet, we believe that it should be $25,000. Okay, and now if you'll just indulge me for a sec, what about if you buy a car for your business through a private sale? Is there anything that changes or could potentially change in terms of paperwork to make it so that it could be less than the, even with trade-ins and things like that, I suppose? Oh, there's this lovely general rule in tax saying market value substitution rule. So it basically says it's still market value. Okay. But if you could say, Nathan, if you bought it from a friend of yours and it was mates rates, maybe that wasn't market value. But if it's someone that you don't know, mm-hmm. you'll probably say whatever the price is is, is okay. what's been paid. So, I mean, that's sort of the general rule of... The, the way that it works. Okay. So what other sort of myths are we looking at? Do we need to be aware of? Yeah, I think one of the other things to note, Nathan, is you know whether, the, whether I can buy a new asset or does it, can it be a second-hand asset? And the good news is that the tax office in its uh, guidance available on its website has said that you know it does apply to new and second-hand assets. So that's just something for, for people to note, that it does apply to new and second-hand assets. So it's basically, it refers to the, the, the cost of the asset, not so much its status or... That's exactly. correct. So that's oh, the that's same, as like, same like your mate's rates with the car. If you bought it secondhand, you know, what's the market value of that to be? So that's exactly the same that way. And the other thing to be really aware of is that um, it's got to be installed and ready for use by that date, that you okay. want to take the deduction as well. Yeah, and that's, that's a very important uh, 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 point that Lisa's made there because there are some instances, for example, where you know you might go to the car dealer. I keep on referring back to our car dealers, but uh, they, you know, you might put in an order, but you won't receive that car until say 15th of July. So you won't be entitled to the deduction this year, and you'll be entitled to it next year because that's when it's actually being used in your business or installed, ready for use. Okay, that is an important point. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you've got to also put all the on cost, the dealer delivery, and everything into that cost. So if you say you know drive away price $19,999, excellent, but if it's $19,999 plus on costs, it'll fall out of this ratio Really? As so well. you have to account for that as well? Mm-hmm. That's correct, yes. Okay, that's interesting. So I've got a small business. Uh, I'm thinking about taking advantage of this instant asset write-off scheme. Should I do it now or should I wait? Oh, that's, that's a very, very tough question, Nathan. I mean, I mean we've got... From the way that we're reading the law, um, it's, if the law changes as we anticipate, then you know you can go out and buy your assets before 30 June. But you know it's it's 
for, for if you were a bit more prudent, you know, you want to make sure that uh, you know law goes through properly, and and um, you know you want to fully benefit from it. Then you know sometimes it's worth just holding off a little, just to see that there aren't there's no surprises in the, the draft legislation, and you know there might be a few little things when it goes through Parliament as well. So so holding off is always a prudent thing to do with these these asset purchases. Obviously, it's very very difficult out there. You know you've got your clients coming up to you telling you. Nathan, this is a great idea. I want to get this into my 30 June tax return. So it's a matter of, you know, if if it allows for it, um, try to hold off as best you can until we, you, we see some more. But, but um, yeah, please do advise your clients out there that, you know, there's there's nothing out there, only some tax office guidance. Okay. And the other thing, Nathan, as well, you know, we've, as we hope we've debunked by this podcast, that it's, it's not a golden egg or anything like that. Um, it's basically just an accelerated right off where you would normally um, deduct it over a few years you can now deduct it immediately the other thing is as well as if you want to be a bit gung-ho with this or have a go um, what you um, would do if the legislation didn't go through if the law didn't go through um, the ATO under these circumstances would allow you to just reverse the deduction so just add it back in the following year without any penalties or anything like that so that's the way that it works when we do this legislation by press release okay that's quite good now are all assets eligible are there some that are exempt or how does that work yeah i mean it's not all assets nathan um the dato and its uh guidance um has uh, outlined a couple of assets which are excluded from this exemption so and i'll read through this list that the dato has provided us Uh, basically so we're looking at things including horticultural plants. Um, we also look at things such as uh, capital works. Uh, you know, that's your building improvements. That that gets treated under a completely different um, part of the law. Mm-hmm. We've also got some assets allocated to what they refer to as a low-value pool software depreciation pool. They've got special rules uh, on their own as well. We also have certain primary production assets are also excluded. Um, people just need to be careful about this. Um, we're not necessarily talking about your your tractors. I, I spoke to a mem- uh, one of our members earlier, uh, Leo. Uh, uh, hi, Leo. Um, <laughs> um, we, we we did talk about this, and there are specific rules in the um, in uh, Division Forty, which looks at um, capital allowances and certain things such as. Uh, certain things such as water irrigation type uh, activities and also land care operation activities. Those assets acquired under those particular type of uh, activities would be excluded. However, for the farmer at home, a an item such as a tractor would typically uh, be deductible under these, uh, under these proposed measures. Fantastic. Well, is there anything else that we need to be aware of, especially small business owners out there, nothing to, to trip them up or...? We covered it off pretty well. I, th- I think we've covered most of it today, Nathan. Uh, I think for our members out there, if you do have any queries, uh, please take advantage of our helpline. You'll um, you'll hit one of our tax specialists, and they'll be more than happy to to give you a hand with your, uh, your your questions. Absolutely, give us a call. And if you're not a member, do reach out to us on our Facebook and Twitter accounts that at Taxpayers AU, and uh, we'll respond to some of your questions or comments, and we might even include them on next week's podcast. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Thanks.